This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hi. I am, for the first time, I am recording in StreamYard. So hopefully this is better quality. And I got a new microphone. This microphone, from what I've heard, it sounds great. Uh, but for those of you who are in the chat, uh, say hi, because I actually have no idea. I've never seen the chat from here before. Let me see. Let me see what I got. I want to make sure it's even working. It's working. Good evening. Hi, Kelly. Hi, Amit. Okay. Hi, Evelyn. Okay, good. We are working. We sound good. This is my, I know, cute headband. Thank you. I've ordered also some holiday glasses so that I can do it up. I bought this new pillow from World Market. I have some other decor over there. I got this new blanket. I'm like, let's let's get into the cozy holiday season. Okay, these glasses, I've had a couple people ask me about them. These glasses are Lespecs. Um, I don't remember what which which design they were, but Lespecs. They're pretty pricey for me. I don't I don't normally spend a lot of money on um, sunglasses, but they were like $60 on Revolve. So that's Tiger. Penny's right here. Okay. I'm going to get into it. I think that we are now, we've, we've, we've settled. We're here. We're doing this. And I'm actually, I'm surprised at how excited I am to recap um, Married to Medicine, obviously, but also, hear me out, Potomac. I'm excited about Potomac because it's like, they're so embarrassing. Like it's, it's only going to be fun to talk about this together as opposed to like watching the show. Cause I feel like it's, we're kind of jumping the shark, I think on Potomac with this whole shrine of it all. The shrining is, it's like, are we really doing this? Are we really, sh are we really doing a shrine situation? Are we really accusing people of witchcraft? Like for real? Um, but it's fun to make fun of people, you know? And that's unfortunately what, um, what my job is, which I, but yeah, then then I get all sensitive when someone makes fun of me. So it's just, it's kind of a mess, this whole concept of, of talking about shows. But I'm going to let you guys vote. Should I start with Potomac and end with Married to Medicine or flip it? Because I have ample notes for both. I could go on and on and on and on. Married to Medicine first. Amit, you're the first one to weigh in. So I'm going to go with that. Oh, RHO. Oh, no. Start with RHO. Okay. Okay, so it looks like we're saying save the best for last. Okay, that is what we shall do then. We shall recap Potomac first, everybody. Okay, Giselle and Robin meet for drinks. Giselle brings up the other night with Juan in Atlanta for the reasonably shady event. Giselle goes, he kind of came. He kind of came for me. Robin makes that dumb, twisted up face, like she's really trying to play stupid. Oh, you're saying he was like yelling at you? What? Which is where you know I've never seen her reach so hard to lie with Giselle. This was a weird scene because it was Giselle and Robin. 
this kind of other, we've seen maybe Robin do this with other people, but Robin actually says his hearing is bad from coaching because he yells so much like coaching. So like, even, even like he talks louder, he talks louder because of that. And Giselle's like, oh, okay, sure. All right. So then Giselle says, we don't need to talk about what we said but, or what was said, but I will say that he was not happy with me. That is kind of the, the vibe I got from Robin at that moment. That's pivotal moment in this conversation was, ah, Robin is like, are you seriously talking about this on camera? Because they don't do this to each other. They don't normally call each other out like this. And so the look, the weird vibes, the weird energy was like, um, get off this topic. How dare you? Don't even bring this up. This is Giselle. But then I'm like Giselle's confessional. She's like, he let me know that this part was so weird. He let me know that he's a sexual dude like most dudes are. Okay. As soon as you put that in there, it's like, so then you did sleep with her? Like, why would you say that? You know what I mean? But the fact that he did say that, I'm, and I'm just going to go off of I'm believing what Giselle says was said because I really don't think they thought this conversation would make it to air. I'm go, like, I think Juan said all the things uh, that she's claiming he did, and he assumed Giselle would never bring it up on camera. But then Robin's confessional in that awful bow turtleneck situation like it's a turtleneck that it and then it it wraps i guess around and then she ties it here on the side what i don't even i don't get it <laughs> i don't understand that look at all she goes girl stop one was not yelling at you he's and then this she goes he said i didn't stick my thing in her or something like that no, mm, nope, 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 not happening. Not, nope, not, not happening, Robin. That's, I know that you thought by saying something kind of like graphic-ish, maybe it would get us off the topic or get us to think that maybe you're telling the truth, but no, not, 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 not that. Giselle's confessional is just that after that, I don't have anything more to say here which is code for, I've already really pushed it. They already have, they've let me know, shut the hell up on camera. And I'm, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm, I've said what I needed to say. I, I, you know what I mean? Let me go to the chat because I miss you guys. I'm just so sexual. Exactly. I'm just so sexual. You know, that's what it's, it's like an excuse dudes use that watch porn, right? such a jasmine my girl hi uh robin is a mess of lives i've never marion i agree with you i've never seen them disagree so much on camera we always like hear about it you know we'll hear like oh she, I, she wasn't happy with me i gave it to her and blah 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 but we don't really see it like this to this level so it's kind of nice Unpopular opinion. I enjoyed this episode of RHOP. I think it was a great time and funny. You know what, Sarah? I'm kind of with you. Sometimes what I've noticed since I started recapping shows, um, it's not until I've started recapping the show and like taking notes that I can see where the entertainment value is. Because I usually just watch it the first time and then I go back and I take notes the second time. And when I took notes the second time, I was like, okay, there's some silly stuff in here. It's silly. But I don't know if it's just silly because it's fun to make fun of, like I said. 
here at this here on this platform where all I do is pretty much tr- I don't I try not to be too mean, but sometimes I just can't help myself. Oh, dude, she said he yells because of coaching and hearing less. That was that was although okay, I'm gonna play devil's advocate. Just let just let me do this for one second, guys, about the hearing and the whatnot. Okay. There's my dad cannot hear, and I mean he cannot hear. Okay. It's not full deaf. He has hearing aids and stuff, but when he's got those hearing aids out, if he asks me, if he tells me something, it's like he's yelling at me. He's like, what? Like, it's like a frustration, but I don't know, like, how bad can Juan's hearing seriously be from coaching? It's a, you know what I mean? My dad is 70 and has an horrible health. He's had bad hearing my whole life. So like, that's different. Juan, Juan. It's so cringe. They definitely talked about everything before filming. Their besties and nothing Giselle said seemed to catch Robin off guard. I I don't know. I kind of disagree. I see. I I think Robin seemed like a little shocked that Giselle was saying it. Robin was like, "Oh wait." To me, that's what it seemed like. That's why she was like, "Whatever." Okay, he's got bad ear. Like I I don't know. I think she was surprised that Giselle took a conversation they had at the reasonably shady event, which most likely would, you know, they th- assume things like that are in confidence because it's them, it's between them. But I feel like that did throw her off. Okay, let's see. Robin used to be that cool, relatable, at times too truthful of a housewife in the beginning. Not anymore. Jasmine, that's facts. I used to kind of defend Robin. Like people called her boring, but I was like, I don't know, she's kind of funny and just sort of, I don't know. She says it like it is. I, I, I enjoyed her for a period of time, but the last two seasons, it's like, yikes. Yikes are Okay, moving on. Candace and her mom, they hang in their back, in her, Candace's backyard. And Candace is talking about tour stuff. And she ends this bit with saying, Chris was screaming at me for how much money I spent, so I can't spend that money. So Dorothy says, What's Chris working on now? And it has such a tone to it. It has it's so loaded. And Candace tells her and she says, and he's making money with that. And Candace notes the tone. She's like, okay, yes, like what are you, what are you, what are you trying to say? And I love Dorothy just gives it and she goes, It's just what I do. It's just what I do. Accept it. I'm always gonna be asking what the hell Chris is doing. Okay. Pickleball. The, the the trio of Matt, Ray, and Karen is just such a funny little trio to me. You've got the like vaguely gay guy, Matt, and Ray. The fact that Ray's the one into pickleball too. And Karen. Karen and these green outfits. Karen has to bring up Giselle's man and how he's not there. And where does where is he? Is he in outer space? This bit's getting a little old with Karen. This bit's getting a little tired. It's like you're flexing that you still are with Ray. I get it, but like every season we got we make fun of you guys. You know what I mean? Every season when you force us to watch you guys be like intimate, we're like, okay, we're good. We're totally good. Thank you very much. Don't need it. Karen has such a hard time talking with her teeth, though. She got teeth either it was last season or in the in the middle. I can't remember if this was an issue last season, but she talks like she really has a hard time with them. Getting new teeth is the is the rich person flex. It's like if you've been on TV for a certain period of time, all the teeth. It's like season 4 plus. If you're on season 4 plus of a show, you're getting teeth, even if you don't need them. Like Dorit got teeth. Remember? PK needed the teeth, but Dorit did not, but Dorit got them cuz it's like a flex, like you got to get them. 
Yeah, gotta get him. Giselle does not speak to Candace, and she says in her confessional, rewind the tape. And look, out of context, out of not knowing all the shit that Giselle had tried to pull during the season with Chris, sure, it's pretty brutal. Your dwindling uterus was waiting for you to put it on TV. You sit up here with your white, privileged-looking ass, and you think you can say whatever you want to say. Look, I know it doesn't sound great. I really do. I know it doesn't sound great. But um, Giselle was fucking annoying last season. Giselle wouldn't stop. She she wanted so badly to have this moment that even Robin was like, oh, I don't think you should do this one, Giselle. I don't think this one feels like one you shouldn't do, maybe. Um, but she did, and she kept going and doubling down and wouldn't drop it. And I did not like last season. I really didn't. I th- I just really, I did not like either. Both Giselle and Ashley came in so obviously strategic. And it, it was just, I don't like it when I can really see the plotting and really see the setups. Don't enjoy that. When NECA comes in, Wendy doesn't even look at her. NECA asks, what's the name? She's like, what's the name of our team? And Wendy still won't look at her. She still won't. She won't make eye contact, really. Then Juan comes in and they do this thing where they show like quotes from the women talking about Juan. And it's honestly just like kind of doing too much. Like it's kind of not necessary. You know, I was like, I don't really need it. Um, But Robin's outfit, I was... I was concerned no one was going to comment, but I was glad people did because she looks like she's wearing like a dance recital outfit that I wore in the 90s when I was like 11 or 12. And yes, I wore that inappropriate of outfits. I actually remember crying one year because we had to have like a midriff showing thing and I was crying because I was like, I'm so fat. I was 10, 10. Yeah. So kids wear the inappropriate outfits. Okay. But that's literally what Robin's outfit looked like with the fishnet. And like the, it looks like a, like, it looks like she has little briefs on and her dance top and then fishnet overlay. <laughs> it's like, what are you fucking wearing? You know, she took a risk. She took a risk. She looked good in it though. So I'm not going to take that away from her. But Candace, she always just, this. I guess that's what makes every housewife good, right? So I came around a lot on Candace last season, but then she goes, I am just clueless as to why Robin is mad at me because Robin doesn't say hi to Candace. And then of course they're like, a cue the headlines and the tweets of all the things that Candace has been saying. Rightfully so. She was mad at Robin. She should have been. That's allowed. But don't be clueless. It's Robin. She has to pretend like she did nothing wrong. That's her. Robin is... It is it is next level, the weird denial of everything that happened the season prior. It's so bizarre. Like, she's like, I didn't do anything. What did I do? I'm just genuinely so confused. Robin, really? I kind of thought, I kind of thought maybe you'd at least come in like, I know it's just not even a conversation. Just, you're dead to me, all of you. Shut up. That is so stupid. The seasons, they're changing. It's starting to feel like fall. Seasonal flavors of things are coming into play. But I'll tell you what is never in season. Body odor. 
Okay, I know I've preached about Lumi plenty of times, but I'm gonna do it again because I have been using Lumi for years, almost at this point, a decade. Lumi was created by an OBGYN who was tired of the vagine getting all the blame for odor down there. She realized that body odor is actually not just an underarm thing, it's everywhere on the body. She formulated a pH-optimized deodorant that's clinically proven to control odor everywhere for up to 72 hours. I recommend showering within a 72-hour window, but hey, if you can't, you got the Lumi. I discovered Lumi. I was working in restaurants. There's lots of running around and whatnot, so it makes sense that body odor occurred. But I just happened to hook up with someone new, and a couple days later, I smell a smell from that bikini region that was a new smell. And I was like, oh, I have an STD. Wonderful. So in my Google searching, I was then targeted by a Lumi ad. And once I saw deodorant for the whole body created by an OBGYN, I was like, well, it'd be a lot easier if this was just body odor and not an STD. So I impulse purchased the Lumi. Boom. Use the Lumi. No more odor. It smelled like the lilac scent that I got. And problem solved. Never called that guy again. I'll tell you that much. I was too scared. What makes Lumi different than any other deodorant is it was created by an OBGYN for the entire body, but it's aluminum free, it's baking soda free, it's paraben free, it's pH balanced to use below the belt, and it is clinically proven to control odor better than a shower with soap alone. 12 hours after a shower, the average person has an odor level of six out of 10. With Lumi, the average odor level is a zero out of 10, okay? Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like a mini body wash and deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for our listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code SHESPEAKS at lumideodorant.com. That equates to over 40% of your starter pack when you visit lumideodorant.com and use code SHESPEAKS. Anywho, Karen urges them, oh wait, no, sorry. They they do their little pickleball uh, and, and it's chaos. It's chaos. Like people are trickling in. It's some of the women are playing. The, only the women are playing. The men are like, are we not playing teams? Like we thought it was going to be like doubles or something. Like what is this? And then they play that and then they sit to eat and Karen starts her little speech about how the women are not in a good place. And she goes, Robin, she didn't need to be here, but she's here. Robin now starts yelling, stop saying my name, okay? I said we're fine. Stop saying my name. Juan and Ike, they just leave. They go back to their game. They're like, I'm not, I, I don't, I don't, we don't need to have a sit down for this scene. I know you're trying to get this scene on camera, this scene, this moment on camera, because you know they do that, right? They're like, okay, everyone gather together. Go, Karen. And Juan's like, nope, nope, no, not happening. So Karen urges them to talk things out amongst each other. So NECA brings up how Ashley clarified what she had really said about Wendy. And they're like, yeah, okay, we clear that up. And Candace asks NECA if they're good, her and Wendy. And NECA says, just a nanosecond, like literally not even a second before Wendy says the exact same thing, which is, I don't know her enough to have a problem with her. Wendy literally says that. But then NECA goes, oh, so you're, I just said that. So you're repeating what I'm saying. I mean, not really. Like, it, you almost said it at the same time. 
You know, it's, it's not like it's not like NECA finished her. It's not like it went like this. I mean, I don't even really know her, so I can't have a problem with her. I don't even really know her, so I can't have a problem with her. It's not like that's not how it happened. You started it. She also said it at the same time. So reaching, NECA, reaching. NECA says she did hear that Wendy has a problem with her. I'm aware of your call, your sis, of a call your sister made to my friend about how you didn't want me to be in this group. And I'm aware of a call your mom made to my in-law saying that she submitted my name to a shrine. Do you hear yourself? Do you hear yourself? Wendy just goes, my mom genuinely looks confused. Like my mother and what are you talking about? NECA it is on 20. Your mom said these things. I, now I'm realizing, here's where I'm landing on this. Because then Wendy goes and, and she said, Wendy like doesn't know what friend she's talking about. And so she plays like the semantics game where she's like, I never called her. And Neck is like, no, 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 your sister called. Oh, you're changing your story. You're changing your story. You're changing your story. And like, I do think that this happened. I do think that Wendy, for whatever reason, was not happy about NECA coming on the show and didn't like that NECA was like, oh, yeah, I know of Wendy or whatever. And I do think that Wendy was being shady and maybe trying not to let NECA be here and participating for whatever reason. Um, I do think that happened. And I do think that's kind of shitty and kind of a smoking gun. And that's what she's trying to keep out where NECA fucked up is adding this shrine business in there. Because if I found, like, okay, let's say they didn't want NECA on the show, like Wendy and her mom didn't want NECA on the show. And they found out that NECA was saying that she knew Wendy and was like seemingly trying to use that as a way to get on the show, connect with the group or something. I could see Wendy's mom calling and being like, do you not know me? Do you not, have I not prayed for you? Um, but I'm telling you now, if that woman tries to say she knows my daughter and use her to get on this show, I'm not going to put up with it. Okay. I can't imagine like this. It's just, I've been, I've been sent enough DMS from people to say like, this is a huge, it's a really, really big accusation to accuse someone, a Nigerian woman, especially of witchcraft and voodoo. And so she, we've never seen her mom pray to anybody other than God. And it, it, it feels very childish. It feels like not a smoking gun. But then the fact that she delivered that message to Robin, who she knows has a problem with Wendy, so that Robin could be like, what? Voodoo? She did voodoo on you? Uh, my name's Robin. Uh. What? You should hear that and be like, what? <laughs> what the fuck? Not be like, I don't mess with that. I don't mess with that at all. You're no. So naked, you could have maybe had Wendy for being shady, trying to keep you off the show. And you know, that says something about Wendy, but then you go to this place with the shrine and I'm like, well, what the fuck am I supposed to do with that? Like I've made jokes and shit too. Like I will get my voodoo doll out and I will like, I've made jokes like that. If someone took that out of context or took that and made it serious and then went and relayed it like, mm-hmm, that's right, shrines. Heard of it? Shrines. She's going to do – well, and then the fact that Robin ran with it and now you got Giselle being like, I was married to a preacher's – married to a preacher. I know. I know. It's – you know, we don't mess with that. Okay. Get out of here. You know what I mean?
get out. I'm going to look at the chat. I haven't seen what you guys have been saying. It's kind of problematic the way are the way they are discussing voodoo. Yeah. That's what I thought too. It's not great. Um, Jasmine says allegedly um, NECA was supposed to be introduced by Wendy, I bet, but she didn't agree to it. So they had to go with Ashley. Allegedly though, that's kind of what it feels like to me. It feels like they thought that they would use, you know, how the producer thing, like I've been friends with this person for five seconds and now they're coming on the show, but I'll be the friend. That's what it felt like they thought Wendy would do. Like Wendy, you bring NECA in. That seems like it would be a total powerhouse, which it could have been. But I think Wendy, because I know some of you are Wendy's stands, but like I'm not, she's just not my favorite. She feels a bit inauthentic. And I could see her being like, no, 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 that this is my thing. I don't want to share it. So that, and that in of itself is like enough shade, but then you add this voodoo thing in and this is just not it. Oh, this is all Ashley's fault. <laughs> It is. It's always Ashley's fault. <laughs> totally. Okay. Hold on. Let me get my place again. So then neck. Okay. So then this is like the whole, uh, where, where Wendy was like, you just said, you just said that, uh, I called. Now you're saying my sister called. So NECA goes, let me clear that shit up. And Wendy goes, clear it the fuck up. And NECA says, I'm clearing it up, bitch. What the fuck are you talking about? And that's when they're like, all right. All right, now let's uh let's chill out about that. Let's not do that. Um, Robin, I'm sorry, not Robin. Karen, just this is just random. Karen leans over into Giselle and she goes, "This is your fault." <laughs> I like, I'll blame Giselle, Ashley, and Giselle. Let's always just blame them for anything, even if it's not related. You know. Wendy says her mom has never called her. Pull up the phone records. Well, unfortunately, they do show a screen rot, a screenshot of a call from Susan on April 7th, 7.37 p.m., and it lasted nine minutes. So there are records. Like I said, I don't think Wendy's totally innocent. I think that she did not want her and her mom did not want her on the show. But I'm really feeling from NECA and from Ike, the way they are, it's almost like a parasocial thing with, with Wendy and Eddie, where Ike following Eddie on Facebook equated to Ike like knowing Eddie and every time they sort of explain how they know them it's like we know of them it's like okay but you don't know each other you don't have a relationship with each other you know but so that's that parasocial thing where it's like well we're Nigerian we're in the community uh okay but if you don't know them you can't sort of accuse them of all these things of like unfollowing intentionally. Can I see it? Sure. I could see that happening and Eddie being like, oh, fuck, I follow him. I don't know. I could see it maybe. Allegedly, Wendy's mom called before Ashley told Wendy that story. In the fight, Wendy came off performative. I did not enjoy Wendy's performance. I agree. We're going to get into that right now. I did not. I, I never really do, though. I always want to side with Wendy because she's so, most of the time she's in the right, but it's her delivery and her execution that I have a hard time with. Mia then says to Giselle, because Wendy, of course, is like, you sound crazy. And Mia goes, she said the same thing about me. Oh, and I'm a bird brain. Okay, well, like no lies were told there, Mia. So 
this is not, this doesn't count. Wendy says NECA has been a hater from day one and NECA goes, hater for what? And this is where I didn't like it because Wendy gets up and she goes, for everything, for everything, baby. Then she sits down. You came to attack me and it failed. It's a flop. 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 Oh my God. She had to stop. It's making me crazy. Making me crazy. She she did that last season too. She just like takes it too far, like her execution. Ashley then walks over to Robin and Robin whispers that NECA told her this, but Wendy isn't letting her get out the full story. And you see Ashley's wheels turning like, okay, cue me asking more questions then. She's like, mm, okay, got it, heard. So there's more to this that I can get out. Candace asks NECA, um, like you says, or says you can't hold Wendy accountable for what her and her mom and her sister do. Wendy then explains, Ashley told me that NECA came to her with this Osu article, and now this bit about the voodoo and the shrine is proving that she wanted this narrative out there. And I agree, Wendy, like you're telling on yourself, NECA, like I, I, as much as Ashley gets mad and she's like, I can't believe Wendy's bringing this up. I already cleared it up. I'm like, oh, but NECA brought it to you for a reason. NECA like did in fact want it brought up on camera about the shrine or the what Osu or something about that. So you're proving it with this shrine business. Almost like if when if and when Wendy's mom did call and said something like, you know, I don't let people I I don't I I I I say things, I put people I don't know, like whatever voodoo thing, like my voodoo doll, or I don't know. Even if she said a shrine, I don't think she really meant an actual shrine. But even if she said that, it's all what's her NECA needed to be like, ha ha, see, see, I knew she was, I knew she was doing voodoo. Lame, stupid, lame. But then Wendy says, uh, you guys were just at my son's first communion. So, and you saw my mom worships Jesus and NECA goes by day and by night, she's submitting names to shrines. Do you hear yourself? You sound like I thought when that when we had that in the in the trailer, I was like, that has to be a joke, right? Like this can't be something someone seriously saying. But it is. She's seriously saying. By night, she's submitting names to shrines. Okay. Okay. A huge, hugely problematic accusation there, girl. Robin says, like, you guys need to work it out. And Wendy goes, I'll tell you, you know who I'm gonna work it out with is Mia. And this whole thing is so bizarre. Mia, Mia, I wrote the dialogue out verbatim because I was like, where did I, what am I? Mia goes, what the hell is going on? And I think Wendy thinks she's going to commiserate with Mia. She's like, girl, I don't know. She just got here and she called me a bitch. I don't think me and you have, well, I think we have. And then they queue up a compilation of some words they've exchanged. And Wendy goes, but Mia, you've thrown a drink in my face. And Mia goes, I did, but we already talked about that. And Wendy goes, hold up. I just wanted to have the conversation to know we can coexist and we're good. And Mia just gives her this smirk like, really? That's what you're doing? You're going to go with that? No, that's not That's not what's happening. So that was bizarre. That was bizarre. It was deflection. I do think Wendy's getting busted for not wanting NECA on the show. And I think she is trying to get out of that. But I don't think NECA should be saying a goddamn thing about shrines and doing any of that stuff. So I am like on team neither in this. 
Candace talks to NECA about how she doesn't want the Nigerian girls fighting. NECA triples down. She called and said, I have a shrine. A shrine is like voodoo. Ugh. Right then the beans get knocked over and they're putting out fires and it was Juan and Karen does the most with this moment. She's been, she could not wait to get over and have a little scene with him. But now Wendy does a series of one-liners trying to like create a new quote for herself. And Candace literally walks away. She's like, I don't, okay, we're good here. But then Wendy does this dance, like she's totally feeling herself, but it all just feels very unnatural to me. It all feels like she's trying to distract from something and she's actually uncomfortable. So the NECA brings up Eddie unfollowing Ike on Facebook and Mia is all shocked. Oh my God, they know each other. And that's when NECA goes, they know of each other. Okay. They don't of each other. They know of each other. They don't know each other. Mia thinks that this is some smoking gun, of course. Like, you don't go scroll down and unfollow someone for nothing. I feel like people clean out their follows all the time. I don't, but fine, let's go there. Let's say that Eddie did unfollow because he was told to. Okay. Mia asks Eddie about it and he's like, I just met him. Then Eddie goes over next to Juan and Juan is next to Ike. And now it's even more awkward. And Ike's like, are you saying we were never friends on Facebook? And Eddie's like, I just met you. Then NECA tries to chime in and be like, after your mom called and Ike snaps, let us talk. Stop it. And Ike says to Eddie, so you're saying we're not friends on Facebook. <laughs> we were not friends on Facebook. Eddie now just looks awkward. Kind of like he's caught. He's like, I just met you, dude. And Ike's like, so you're saying you don't know me. Say it. And Eddie just stays smiling and not answering. And then Wendy gets in front of Eddie and gets kind of closer to Ike. So the NECA, which you should never do this, goes, don't get in my man's face like that. That's just asking for trouble. She wasn't clearly like in his face, but by doing that, now you've added a lot of energy to this moment. You know what I mean? Wendy keeps pulling Eddie away though and not letting him answer. And that's what makes it kind of sus. So maybe he did unfollow. But honestly, like after this whole shrine business, unfollow. I don't care. Wendy keeps uh, pulling him away and NECA makes the joke that Eddie looks like he's being controlled by Wendy. Oh no, I don't know. Wendy and Eddie laugh. They laugh so hard at this whole thing. And this is this making a big deal over Facebook. They really, they really lean into this laughter and it feels again, a little performative. And NECA goes, this is absurd. And Wendy goes, you brought it up and now it's absurd. NECA goes, no, your mom. And then Wendy goes, your mama. Say my mom again, your mama. And NECA says, your mom is a witch. NECA, NECA. Knock it off, NECA. Stop it. Stop it right now. For crying out loud. What are you doing? Your mom is a wit. Like these are the. So I don't know how much longer this is going to play out. It feels like it's going to be the entire season. So. Okay. Let me look at the chat. NECA was a lot. Wendy will never be iconic. <laughs> Following, unfollowing on Facebook. Who cares? Yeah, she didn't. You didn't hear the witch. The witch part. Yeah. Did you catch Karen jokingly say to Juan, "Woman to woman, do you have a problem with me?" <laughs> no, I don't. I didn't hear that. But that's so funny. 
Mildred says the microphone sounds great. I know it's such a good purchase. So, it was so worth it. So happy I have it. What is this, honey? You guys are probably sick of hearing me talk about how much I love this company's products, but I am I do this because I love you guys. Okay. If you don't already know, Kitsch makes all kinds of amazing beauty products from head to toe. But what it's all about with Kitsch is preventative care. Okay. When I found out that you should not just be sleeping on a typical pillowcase, but you should be sleeping on a satin pillowcase because not only does it help prevent breakage in your hair, it helps prevent wrinkles. I was like, duh, I've never looked back. They also taught me that if I'm using hair ties that are rough on the hair, like your typical elastic bands, not good either. You want the satin on those hair ties. It has been a game changer for me. I've loved this company for years and I just need everyone to know, especially if you're in your twenties, do it now before it's too late. Cause once the wrinkles are there, it is so hard to get rid of them. Trust me. And the best part about Kitsch is it's budget friendly. So whatever your budget is, whatever your skin type is, your hair type, Kitsch is all about little indulgences, morning, noon, and night at the right price. And they were started in 2010, female-founded, self-funded. They sold hair ties door-to-door with a little hustle and a dream. But now they're sold in over 20,000 retail locations. You have heard me talk about the satin pillowcases. They also do them in caps and eye masks. So this is great for your hair and skin while you sleep because think of how many hours we sleep on our face and on our heads and on our hair, protect it. You may have also heard about the heatless satin rollers. They were the original, no more heat damage, wake up or just leave it in for a few hours and you've got amazing waves. But the latest kitsch viral craze is the rice water shampoo bars, which can improve your overall hair growth and density. People are like, I'm never using bottle shampoo again. And their hair feels and looks a thousand percent better in between washes. Plus right now for a limited time, you can live your Barbie dream life with the Barbie by Kitsch collection featuring Kitsch's best-selling satin pillowcases in the iconic Barbie pink. I just recently, maybe two weeks ago, re-upped my pillowcases. They got some amazing colors in for the spring. I got the sage and the blush pink, but I'm thinking I need to get that Barbie pillow because I like it. Right now, Kitsch is offering you 30% off your entire order at mykitsch.com slash she speaks. That's right. 30% off anything and everything at mykitsch, spelled K-I-T-S-C-H dot com slash she speaks. One more time, mykitsch.com slash she speaks for 30% off your entire order. To quote the ancient African proverb, I said what I said. Um. All right. Let's go to Married to Medicine. Um, you know what I like about this season too is I'm not always on Heavenly's side. Like sometimes I find Heavenly just to be a little too much. However, I'm on, everything Heavenly is saying this season, I'm like, yeah, I'm on her side. Because like I hate that Gregory is, they're trying to make Gregory some good guy. Gregory's not a good guy. Gregory is terrible. And I don't know if you guys saw Watch What Happens Live, but on Watch What Happens Live, it was 
quad and heavenly. And Andy called bullshit on this, but I actually think it's real. Heavenly admitted that she was responsible, like partly responsible for getting Sweet Tea and Greg on the show. She did it because she wanted to expose Tea and Gregory for kind of being shitty people. I don't know if I said that. I think I did. I think I said this when I recapped uh, Marriage Medicine last week. I think that I believe that because whoever interviewed Sweet Tea and Gregory had to have seen the dynamic, had to have seen the volatility, and it wouldn't have been, um, it wouldn't have necessarily been like positive. And they were like, I can't wait to showcase this amazing, this amazing couple. I think that it was like, no, we definitely need you on the show. And also, Heavenly's not being nice on the show to T and to Gregory. So she's saying all the stuff that um, like one wouldn't say if um, they were on their side. You know what I mean? Like if they were trying to show them in a good light. Heavenly's saying all the shit. She's saying she's not going to last. She's saying they need more time. She's saying it's growth. Like, you know what I mean? So I actually do believe Heavenly when she says that. Um, so believe it or not, I, 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 I think she's, I think she's correct. And also I like that Heavenly isn't playing with Phaedra. Also, I kind of like that Jackie isn't too, I don't think Jackie likes Phaedra from the, from the vibes that I'm seeing. Um, I don't think Jackie's here for Phaedra much at all. You know, who would have been cool to see together Mariah Huck and Heavenly. Do we know if they're friends? I think that would have been that would have been a dynamic, either enemies or friends, either one. But Jackie and Heavenly go to Phaedra's, and Jackie being afraid of dogs. My goodness, still see some exposure therapy. Uh, but then Jackie, she looks really irritated because I think Phaedra makes them take off their shoes, and then Jackie's like, "Can I have some socks then?" She does not look happy about it. And then Heavenly and Jackie totally fade, totally shade Phaedra's house over like the all over the place interior design. But anyway, they go and they gather around and watch Phaedra make a salad. And Jackie says straight up, what was up with you inviting Quad to the bachelorette party? And Phaedra, she goes right back into her passive aggressive, fake innocent bit. Well, she didn't come with me, but I extended an invitation, but she hadn't formally accepted. And they even call bullshit. They're like, mm, I don't think so. Phaedra says that she thought it would solidify her position in the group because you all are really Quad's friends versus Sweet Tea. And Heavily's like, I'm Quad's friend. And Jackie goes, and I like Quad. <laughs> but ja I get Jackie's issue with Quad. I've heard it from multiple different people that Quad is actually not very nice to the cast off camera. Um, it's like all very fake for the cast. Quad has always sort of been very performative on the show, though, like with the whole the, de the detective thing, like that whole scene where she was like overly acting and stuff. So like I feel like I could see her not having real authentic connections with them. Um but Phaedra, they're like, so back to you, though, Phaedra, you stand you stand by your decision to invite Quad to the bachelorette party. And Phaedra said, Quad ushered in a new spirit to the bachelorette party. And Heavenly's confessional. We all know Phaedra's full of shit. 
I am watching this bitch with everything in me. I think that's all I needed. <laughs> I think that's all I needed was for someone to be like, no, I'm not buying Phaedra. I need, I need to know that Phaedra's reputation in town is like for being shady. I really need to know that. I really do. They sit to eat and Heavenly continues. She continues with her brutal honesty. And she says, you know, we're 24 hours out from the wedding. Uh, anyone have concerns? Because I do. And that's what I do enjoy, appreciate about Heavenly is that she's not setting them up to talk shit. She's talking her shit too. It's not like she's not saying it. Phaedra excuses Sweet Tea's acting out by saying it was stressful at your bachelorette party to find out you owe $14,000. Jackie also tries to excuse it by saying, we all act out. And when I act out, I speak in syllables. Curtis, do you understand? And they're both like, yeah, that's the same. That's the same as what Sweet Tea did. What are you talking about? Uh, heavenly. But the issue is, does Curtis start screaming and getting emotional as well? Because Dr. G is not the one to be fighting on. He has some emotional outbursts as well. This is what I'm saying. I feel like Heavenly is like, see, I'm kind of just showing everyone that he's not, he's not so great. Heavenly won't drop it easy, but Phaedra makes it clear she's not about to have this scene where she talks shit about them. But Heavenly's like, I don't care. I'm going to keep trying. Okay. Let me look at this chatteroonie. I like that Heavenly called herself the crazy one in her marriage. I like the self-awareness. Yes. I miss Mariah. I know. Heavenly has been spot on, spot on about their relationship, but a blind person can see the problems with Sweet Tea and Greg. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Isn't Jackie friends with Candy? I, I do. And I, oh, that's a good point. Maybe that's why she, maybe that's why she's got her guard up with Phaedra. Mm -hmm. I get that. Let's see. Totally agree. SD. Didn't Greg allegedly put pause on quad and use his psych degree to mess with quads, quads, mental health. Exactly. Dude is trash and Bravo is trash for having him on. Well, this is, that's exactly what ties into what I said last week. I, um, when I first heard they were bringing Gregory back with his new woman, I was like, excuse you. That is just fucked up. Like we were, we all saw the reunion, uh, and the multiple accusations that he was physical. Uh, but I think that they did, they brought him back to expose that he's a, do a dirty dog, like the bachelor party and stuff. There's an element of it where I'm like, hmm, I think this was more to expose him rather than to give him a platform. It's almost like it proves that he was the problem and it's making quad look more like not the problem. Like the common denominator is Gregory, not quad now. That's kind of what I'm thinking the reason was. Quad thinks she is Mariah Huck. Totally. Cecil, this is not a huge heavy topic, but Cecil and Simone talk to Miles about how they're not going to support him after another year. And I I get Cecil's argument about how he, what's so wrong with supporting your kids and generational wealth and stuff. But come on, dude, I'm with Simone on this. You've definitely like... That's about creating, like helping him invest his money, getting him prepared for the future. It's not just giving him a handout because this guy needs to learn how to grow up. Otherwise you're creating a monster. You know what I mean? Like, otherwise, my God, this kid's never going to get it together. He's got to, he's got to grow up and he's got to learn to take care of himself and not rely on mom and dad. 
Anyway, Greg and Sweet Tea, they meet at, to do the wedding rehearsal. And it's it's very not funny how he laughs at the bachelor party night and she tries to hide her anger. Like, this <laughs> is so funny. Um, she tells him that Quad came to her bachelorette party and he truly had no idea, but especially is shocked to find out that Phaedra was the one who invited. So they do this rehearsal dinner and we find out that Gregory is older than her parents. Okay. But he goes out to call Phaedra while they're still working inside. And Phaedra smooth talks again. Going into a marriage thinking there's something with your ex-wife is no way to go into a marriage. Girl, Quad has no issues with her. And she needed to know there would be, there should be no insecurities when it comes to Quad. And then she goes, and everyone else in the group that had been saying something, that needed to be cleared up too. Okay. At the bachelorette party though, she's so, she, Phaedra? Phaedra, you're still phony Phaedra. You very much are. Greg's like, they have no reason to have a relationship. I don't care if they're happy or not. I'm happy. And you better be looking out for sweet tea. And the way Phaedra goes, oh, you know, I adore her. She's just playing all sides of every coin. Producer, producer, producer plant. That's what she is. They said, will you come on the show and do anything we want you to? She said, sure, because I know how to be that person. Eugene and Toya head to the wedding. And I get that Toya and Quad have, she, Toya does have a reason to be very mad at Quad. Quad would, totally alluded to Toya being the person who broke it. You guys know, I don't need to go back. And if you don't know, watch the reunion and also the panel, the BravoCon panel where Quad wouldn't say, no, I don't think Toya did it. She was like, I don't know. And so I get it. Toya has a thing, but let's, we don't need to, we don't need to glorify Greg in the process. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need to hear her say that I'm just happy Greg isn't stuck anymore. You know, like, oh, he's so happy. It's early phases of a relationship. Hello. Everyone's happy in that point, at that point, you know? Phaedra comes in and Jackie says something like, you know, you're not the bride, right? And I could just tell she's like, I don't like her. You know, you're not the bride. And the way, the way Phaedra tries to answer and then Phaedra makes one of the, the, um, what's it called? The program. And Simone asks, and they're like, oh, what about your wedding or whatever? And she asks Phaedra how long her and Apollo were together. And she says eight years, but we had been together since the 12th grade. I was like, I've never heard that. I don't remember that. Guys, Johnny is the wedding planner. Johnny. Remember Johnny? The one who tried to sue Candy for like whatever, not paying or something. Please. Uh, the fact that that man still works. The fact that that man still works. Let me go to this. She outright accused Toya at one point. Oh, she did, right? That's what I thought. I don't I don't know if she if she actually said it, but like, hi, that's horrible. Okay, anyway, so Toya and Heavily walk up at the same time that the ceremony, the ceremony started, by the way, ceremony has already started. T's maid of honor told uh, T what Heavenly had said about the wedding being rushed and that they weren't ready. So they're not on the list. But Damon is like, no, no, this has to be a mistake because I'm friends with Greg. What are you talking about? I'm good friends with him. And Johnny has to come up to confirm that T did, in fact, tell him to remove Heavenly from the list that morning. Now, I don't know where you guys stand on it, but if T didn't really didn't want her to come, she should have contacted Heavenly and said, after hearing what you said about the wedding, do not come. 
because then she's going to show up. She's going to expect to be on the list. She's not on the list. It creates a scene and you open yourself up for right as the vows are being said, Heavenly and Greg walk in. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know it's so shady, but I'm like, that's what you get. You you could have messaged her and told her not to come. Instead, you let her assume. Why would she assume she's not invited anymore? Drive down there. Yeah, she's coming in. She's coming in right, right as you're saying your vows. Oh, my God. After the ceremony, the girls kind of gather at like a table. And um, I can't remember the new doctor's name, but she's like, wait, so you weren't on the list? And Emily's like, yeah, I wasn't on the list. If anyone, and they're all like, if anyone she should be mad at, it, that's Phaedra. And Phaedra goes, why? Toya goes, because she sobered up and realized what happened. And as Toya's explaining that T didn't even want Quad's name brought up, Phaedra's making that, that same face she always makes when she pretends she doesn't know what's wrong. She's like, what? I'm so dumb. Why can, what could you possibly mean by that? Like, Heavenly goes right up to T on the dance floor then. She's like, ah, don't be mad. Don't be mad. Congratulations. I, yeah. Anyway, I love that then Heavenly goes on Watch What Happens Live with Quad, we talked about already. And she's like, oh yeah, I know it's not going to last. Usually we're always used to them being so careful. Heavenly doesn't give a shit. And that is a, I think of, of everyone on Bravo, I think she's the number one. I don't give a shit. I'm going to say the whole thing on this here podcast or on this YouTube video or whatever. I hear she's, I hear she's being extra shady with Carlos King every week, doing lives with Carlos King every week uh, and saying all the things. So I honestly think that um, Heavenly of every single Bravo love does not, she's the most, I don't give a fuck. We'll say it. Do you think they'll last? No, no. Ask, do you think they'll, when do you, how long do you think it'll be? And she says, well, it depends on if she gets pregnant and they're already trying. Yeah. She, he go, uh, do you think they'll last? They'll make it to the reunion. And she said, yes, for optics. <laughs> so I can't like, I, if this was a couple I liked, I'm sure I would be mad at her, but I don't want, like, I think it's really gross of Bravo to bring Greg on the show after what was accused, after what he was accused of. So I am here for dragging the hell out of him and Sweet Tea. Okay. I'm all about it. Anywho. All right. Let's go to the chat. If there's any questions you guys have that you want me to answer, this little thing is so funny. Um, throw it in the chat. Throw it in the chat. I don't think this couple will last. Dr. G already was lording over her that he contributes more money. I know. It's like, yeah, bro. Like, and she's so much younger than you. So it, you can't have this sort of dynamic and then resent it. So pick your pick a lane, you know? Where was Curtis? Remember, what did she say? He was working somewhere. But I don't, I can't imagine like something shady, right? Why would it be shady? I don't know. I that was odd that he wasn't there. Uh yeah, he was in he was in the DR working, but like, is it that is the, is it more important than your friend? Like you went to the bachelor party. That's the point. It's like you went to the bachelor party, so then you would think you would go to the wedding. But oh well. What job does <laughs> what job does Curtis have? I I I I agree. I don't know. 
working on a project in the DR. Yeah, exactly. Um, I love how many people in this chat are asking, what does he do for a living? Because I actually don't know. Real estate? What do they do? I have no idea, actually. Great question. Should I Google? Let me Google. Let's see what, let's just see what comes up at least. Married to medicine, Curtis, job. He is a former, we know that. This is from the Bravo TV website, so it's whatever he submitted. Curtis is a former NBA player turned high school basketball coach. According to his LinkedIn profile, he served at the head varsity basketball coach. For the past six years, he has been working as the owner of BW Properties, a real estate company. I was right. Real estate, real estate company. Um, that's right. Okay. So maybe he's building homes in the Dominican Republic. Maybe that's what it is. Go to that website. Which website? Oh, the the BK whatever. Let's good point. Let's go. Let's let's see it. Let's see. BK where to go? Ow. Let's see. It's uh BW Properties. Let's see. BW Properties. But is it Bellwether? Too many things come up that's not clear. Cause it's like Bellwether or B and W management. Um this is from yeah, that I don't even know. BW Property Management Group. I don't know. I bet we can probably just go on Curtis's Instagram. That would save us a whole lot of time. Let's see what he's got. Dr. Jackie. Uh let's see. Where's I need a picture of Curtis that she might have tagged him in. Whoa, he is nowhere on Jackie's Instagram. How interesting. Oh, I am scrolling away and he is nowhere on her Instagram. I mean, I guess that doesn't matter because what does she need to post him for? But crazy. Is he not on Instagram? Hmm. Because she has, there's something from August 5th uh, from a wedding and he's not even tagged. So maybe he doesn't have Instagram? Post cheating, he probably isn't allowed to be on IG or on any social media. You can say that again. <laughs> For real. All right, guys, I'm going to wrap it up. It's been wonderful. Uh, love you guys. Mean it. And I will see you on Wednesday for Salt Lake City. Thank you, guys. Bye. Thank you so much for watching and for listening to She Speaks Bravo with Emily Hanks. If you haven't already, would you mind leaving a five-star rating and review on whatever platform you listen? That would be amazing. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you are subscribed and hit that bell so you don't miss an episode. And if you're looking for more content, more exclusive bonus content, check out the Patreon. I post two exclusive episodes a month and I'm covering just the Bravo jams like classic Roni, Atlanta, and of course, Vanderpump Rules. If you just want to support the show, head to buymeacoffee.com slash shespeaksbravo and buy me a coffee or two or five. We also have merch available at shespeaksbravo.com. And if you're interested in hearing my takes on non-Bravo shows, check out my new podcast, She Speaks It All. I cover the challenge, drag race, and any other show I'm obsessed with that's not... Bravo. She Speaks It All is available everywhere you get your podcasts, just like this show. Make sure you're following me on the social medias. I am She Speaks Bravo across all platforms. Thank you so much for any support you give the show, even if it's just listening. Appreciate you. Love you. Mean it. I'll see you soon.
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.